Hi, you guys. Welcome back to TrailerCast. I am Elise Snipes, your host, and we are here with a very special <laughs> holiday edition podcast. And I'm laughing, chuckling to myself a little bit because, um, you guys, it's like so loaded this time of the year. It, in so many seasons of my life, I would maybe approach this podcast or this episode differently. And yet, I don't know if it's the older I get or the more honest I get or whatever. Um, it's just kind of weird, right? Like, I, and, me, and I'll speak for myself on this one and y'all can jump in where you, you see fit with your own story. But uh, the holidays are loaded. All the supposed tos and have tos and, and happiness and, and things and stuff and people and story that comes just rushing to the front of the line in this season. So today we're going to talk about holidays, what they might be like for you, what they might be like for me, and ways we might be able to hopefully find just a bit of internal peace and maybe come up with some practical solution to ways we can still be present with ourselves um, when things feel outside of our preference, our control, um, our expectations, and so forth. So welcome to TrailerCast. Okay, so here's where we're starting today. Um, the holidays are just like a super magnified way for you to explore your family dynamic. So what bothers you the most at the Thanksgiving table is probably what bothers you all year long. It's just sitting next to you this time. Okay, so think about that. Like, it's not like it's, it's not like just on November 25th is that annoying to you. It, it just so happens that it's in your home or you're at their home or it's their table or your table, but, it, but it's really annoying now. And what we want to look at is what, what if I could see the holidays as an opportunity to pay attention to the areas that need some healing, some awareness, some, some softness, uh, something I might need to let go of, uh, something I might need to lean into. And so maybe this year we are going to move towards our holiday experience as observers, as people who are, are going to see as best we can without the old story attached to it. Okay, so here's what I mean. When I think about the stories I tell myself about the holidays, they go something like this. This is what families do. Of course we should. Yay. <laughs> like, like there's a sense of, of obligation and anxiety and supposed to and making sure everybody else feels cared for and taken care of. And I can tend to fade, fade out. And so I want, I want you to think of your own version of that. Like, I want you to think about what your go-to response is when it comes to the holiday. Like, do you tend to 
Do you host? Do you not host? Um, do you want to go to your family's houses or your in-laws houses or not? Why? Why not? Who's going to be there? Who do you want to see? Who do you not want to see? Okay. Coming at you hard, but think about, I want you to go through the dynamic and and the stories that are attached to that dynamic, right? Because this isn't the first time we're meeting these people. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, this is not like, this is not a chance encounter. We're related to most of these people. The, the Thanksgiving table and the Christmas g- gatherings, these, these holiday experiences are clouded and shrouded with old family stuff. And again, it's highlighted and heightened and intensified because there is a supposed to, there is usually alcohol involved. There's a sense of, isn't everyone supposed to be having a good time? This is family. Like there's, it's a very pressured situation, you guys. And we have all the years stacked of the cases that we've been building about the characters that are going to be showing up. So honestly, no one has a fighting chance. All right. And maybe this is a super like dramatic or negative way to look at it. But like, this is just like, this is, this is the way I'm going to look at it this, this holiday season. And I feel like the more directly honest we are about what we anticipate, then the more directly effective we'll be able to be and the more honestly present we'll be able to be as well. So go with me here. Okay. I'm asking you to I'm asking you to take an honest look. I gen, I like, I very genuinely wholeheartedly believe that that relationships that are whole and open and full are the ones that have been looked at without the cloud of I can't say this, think this, feel this, um, without the self-judgment or judgment towards others. But that if we could actually look at the relationship as it is, look at the person as they are, look at myself as I am. And from that place of fixed clarity, that I'm able to actually decide, do I step in to this relationship? Do I take a step back from this relationship? What's really going on here? And most of the time we're just operating from a place of like, well, this is the way it's always been or, or should or whatever, all the other uh, default settings that we tend to operate out of when it comes to a place of intensity or pressure or old seated family dynamics and narratives. So um, just some thoughts for you in general, if you're like, what? Like, I've never thought about it that way. I just know that I don't like the way this feels or, oh, maybe that's why I don't want to go. Or I don't think about this at all. I host every year and, and I just, and I just, whatever. Right. So something you could do very practically is this. You can get out a blank piece of paper or a whiteboard, however you want to engage this exercise. But I want you to think about, um, each person who you will be seeing and we'll just take Thanksgiving first cause it's up first. Who are the people that you're going to see? And you could write their names out. Um, I do it in like list form first of like, let's just see who's, who are the players on deck? Who's everybody that's coming. And then from there free associate, or just kind of that's the idea of like you write or talk out loud or speak about, um, with it unfiltered. So I'm going to look at the people that are coming and I'm going to pay attention to all the different thoughts that I have associated to them, the feelings I have associated to them, the expectations I have associated to them. So again, I can take an honest look. The point is not evaluation or judgment at this point as much as it is observation. The more rigorous honesty that I can approach this dynamic with, the more clear and effective I'm going to be able to be because I'm looking at it 
for the point of actual honest connection. But I can't have that unless I look at what's actually going on. And by the way, it doesn't have to just be negative, right? Like, so you're, and it doesn't just have to be positive. There needs to be some balance in here that when I evaluate, excuse me, when I free associate with these relationships and I'm, and I'm putting out there what I expect, there are, there's a kindred aspect of what I'm going to be expecting and, and sensing and knowing and, and playing with here. And then there's also going to be the shadow side of like, unless they bring up that topic, unless this thing happens. And so in an effort to be fair, the point is to unearth what is underneath the surface of the relationship. You can burn these papers or crumple them up when you're done. Okay, no one's going to see this. This is just an exercise for you. It might help you see the story you tell yourself about Thanksgiving or your family or yourself. It might help you see why you feel hurt, left out, uh, disrespected, not included, like you don't belong. It might help you see why you want to drink more than usual, eat more than usual, hide in the bathroom more than usual. Just me? Okay, cool. Um, you might see who makes you feel like the most. Where's a safe place for you, right? So this is your holiday survival guide here. Once you have taking an honest look at the players, the relationships that are going to be happening on Thanksgiving. I want you to look and see what you need in relationship to that. What do you need in order to feel the most yourself? What do you need in order to feel the most at peace, free, capable of showing up well? Because when we really like take it back to ourselves, what the holiday experience has absolutely less to do with them and everything to do with us. It's really the way we get our power back is when I say, hey, I've looked at who's coming and our history and what's happened and what I believe is a result of that. And what I do know is that I can approach this relationship with boundaries and that person with, <laughs> with honesty. Um, I can choose to not go at all because boundaries slash COVID slash whatever. I could, I could decide. I get to decide. Because these are adult relationships we have now. It's not, we're not eight. We're not 13. No one's telling us what to wear and how to show up. We decide what we wear and how we show up and how it's going to go down, because we're adults. But what happens is we tend to go back to our family of origin system and become the kid again. Even if your parents aren't going to be there, just the sibling relationships can reinvent the dynamic that somehow we're going to be 14 again. Yep, those glory days are back, and there's going to be this scenario. And it's bizarre, you guys. It's bizarre. But right around this time, usually starting in October, we get a flood of people at Radical Wellness. That's my, um, that's my group of super amazing, fabulous coaches and therapists. And as we serve different people in the community, individually, couples, groups, families, whatever, we get people that start to bring up their family dynamic because they're plagued with what it's going to be like this season. 
So you are not alone if you are entering into this holiday season with some dread or some questions or some desire to do it differently. I think that that's what really what we're trying to to get unstuck from is the way it's always been. And the only way that that stuck place changes is if we engage in some intentional shifting ourselves. So here's my number one hack that I typically help people to prepare for or to employ when they're in the hot spot of the Thanksgiving experience. Okay, so here's the setup. I want you to think of yourself as an anthropologist. So you're a person who studies other cultures and how and why they function from an a place of the observer, from the expert in your fields. And so what, what I want you to imagine visually is you have this glass bubble observation deck. And so it's, it's thick glass. It's that tempered glass, that real sturdy stuff, right? So there's actually a sound barrier if you want. And you inside of this bubble your job is to be able to observe accurately without letting your environment shift, okay? Because the purpose of the anthropologist in this setting is to learn and to see clearly so you can take notes and learn about the culture that's in front of you. It's not to, you're not from this. This is not your culture. This is you as the, ob, as the observationist, the specialist in being keen to what is in front of you, without being personally drawn in to the story of the culture you're looking at. The idea of the glass observation space is that you get to control the environment that you're inhabiting. So you get to set the temperature and the music that's in there. You get to set up how comfortable you feel and, and what it's like to be inside this expert bubble. And what happens on the outside what is going on in this culture is not in your control, right? Because you're just there as the visitor, as a person who is there to observe and watch and learn. And so while these people can see you, they don't necessarily see the boundary that's there, this glass bubble. They just, they just carry on with what it is that they're doing. And so if we took this you know, outside of metaphor and very directly looked at what you get as a result of taking that posture, is you do, that bubble is your body. You are in charge of the physical boundaries of your body. How close you stand to somebody, if you hug or not, if you place your physical body at a certain spot at the table, if you show up at all, that your body is only and ever yours. What you wear so you feel comfortable how much space you take up or not, what you put inside of it or not, all of that yours, total control. You get to decide how you show up, if you show up, what you show up like, all of that gets to be yours. And in fact, we need you to be the person in charge of that because if you're not, then automatically we're gonna get sucked into the culture that's right around us, right? So, Total, total control over your body, over the physical boundary bubble of your body. You get to decide how long you stay. You could set that up ahead of time if you want, the time boundary. We'll be there at 12 and we're leaving at three. 
Um, Darn, the kiddo is sick. We can't come. Uh, We're not coming because we take COVID seriously or because we want to make sure we're safe and the kids can um, finish out school in session, whatever, at school this year. Uh, This year, we're going to do something different. We're actually going to be out of town this year. Thanks so much. (laughs) Or if you do decide to go, again, you're back in the driver's seat of your own body. Also, as the person who is observing the dynamics, if you are there, if you sit in the posture of this isn't about me, that person's snide remark, that person's um, drinking, that person's personality, that person's uh, racist joke, uh, that person's the way they show up every year, so why am I surprised factor, right? The person who doesn't show all of our responses to that, if we're in the position of observer, then we're not taking it personally. There's something to that. If we can step back for a moment and engage from a place of healthy adult observer, there's a, there's a sense of like, oh, okay, I think I could do that. And if I maintain, even within myself, a, a, a space of almost professionalism, then I'm not in and back into my young self who doesn't really know how to be here well. So I just slide into all the old behaviors and patterns and relationships and ruts that I've always been in, right? It just doesn't feel good, you guys. That's what we're trying to get unstuck here. So if you're looking for something else, then I, I like the idea of the, the anthropologist glass bubble observer story because it lets you try on the idea of I'm just here and I'm safe. I'm here and I'm here to see, but I choose if I engage or if I don't engage and how much I engage and what topics I talk about and what I don't talk about. Um, There's nothing wrong with choosing what you're comfortable with talking about and what you're not. That doesn't mean that you care less or that you're not being um, true to yourself if you don't talk about politics and the election at the Thanksgiving table. It's okay that you just eat the turkey. And if that is not okay with you and you're like, you know what, that actually, at least that's, that's not where I'm at. I have to say something. Okay. And then have the healthy expectation of what else comes with that. And is it okay for other people to also engage in that conversation with you or against you or however that's going to be, right? Because this is about you setting up your own personal rule, your own personal sense of what I need in order to be safe at Thanksgiving, what I need in order to be true to the work that I've done and not back down on the ground that I've worked so hard to maintain. And that's what's so neat about being an adult, right? Is that you actually get to decide, you actually get to say, all right, let's cut it and change the topic. Or, all right, you want to go there? Let's go there. Like, you, you do get to choose. And I think that there's, there's beauty in that autonomy. Because then we get to actually be in charge of where this thing goes. Okay. Um, other things. And I guess maybe I'm ultimately really speaking to the people that are trying to shift what it's been like. So I think some of us are farther along in this process and they're like, no, like I, I've had those hard conversations. I have done my own work and I know how to be at Thanksgiving now. And I think that that is supreme and that that is like, that is the place that we would like to be. 
And sometimes that's the way it goes. And sometimes it's not the way that it goes. And so sometimes I need to take more breaks, go back out to the car for a second and just breathe, uh, go to the bathroom, excuse myself, look in the mirror and say, Hey, Elise, remember who you are. Remember where you are and remember what you need and start again. However many little breaks you need in order to, to stay present, it, that's just how many you need. Because I think, again, like the objective is to be able to show up as yourself, as your whole self. That doesn't mean everyone gets every piece of you. It just means that you don't have to do the whole origami thing where you just shape shift your way into what's pleasant for other people. The purpose is that you take your true shape and form in a way that feels authentic and meaningful and full-hearted for you. So what shape do you need to take this holiday season? How do you want to be? And what does that need to look like? And what can we do ahead of time before Thanksgiving gets here, before you're sitting there and it's too late? Uh, that really is why I do like kind of, if you know what a genogram is, you can also, you can Google that real quick too. That's also something that we do within radical wellness. If you're looking for someone to actually take you through this process and not do it on your own, you can do that too. Um, there's just a lot of different ways to get that zoomed out perspective in order to get the clarity you're looking for so that you can establish relationships in your term. But a genogram, it's G-E-N-O-G-R-A-M, is like a family map. And we put, all the, we put everybody up there in relationship to, um, to you and what the relationships are like and what they have been like and what the history is like. And then we get to see it up there rather than just in here in my feelings or in here in my, my twisty thoughts. And so when we can map that outside of ourselves, we can get the like, oh, I see it. Oh, I, I get why this, you know, fill in the blanks for your own family story. Um, and again, when we're doing that, we become the observer. So that's another way to practice that observer role is when I am sitting here and my family story is up on the board, that I am really actually out here as the person who is curious and asking questions and, and looking at the dynamics and learning. And that's such a different experience than being the person who's trapped in the story, who can't see it, just feels it, who just feels stuck, who is invisible, who is voiceless and unsure, right? That's what it feels like to be in it, and so we're looking to get some space from it in order to look at it so we can move through it as ourselves. So it's important to not lose you. I think that, that we have less repair to do after the holidays when we become a home to ourselves that is sturdy enough to hold us. I feel good about these exchanges because I didn't let go of me. The more work I do to build the house that I'm in, and I mean my, my body, my brain, my heart, my soul space, all of that, that work that I do to maintain Elise, all of that allows me to not have to have the holiday hangover experience. You guys, that's what this is for, so, we're, so that our lives aren't this like, oh, I white knuckled it, and now I'm like, oh, I hope I don't have to see them for a whole nother year, right? Like that's the point, is to be able to, to create that sense of homeostasis, that sense of well-being, that sense of just rightness, that there isn't the fallout, that there isn't the hangover exhaustion, that there isn't the 
you know, X, Y, and Z. So I wish you were sitting here with me. I, I like it. I want to be peppered with your questions. I'd love to know what you want to know more about with that. I'd love to know what you want to try. Um, I love to field your questions and help to make things more clear. So if you are thinking about your own holiday story and experience and you're looking for a little more clarity and want someone to walk you through this process, please don't hesitate to reach out to Radical Wellness. Um, what we are doing, even some like 30 minute like, bullet sessions. So if you've never worked with a therapist, but you're looking to just understand your story before you head into the holidays, know that that's an option too. Um, you can work with any of our coaches and practitioners and people without going through the intake process. Um, sometimes I know that I just need like, I just need like a pump me up session. So that way I have my head on straight. So that way I go into this thing with some authority. And I like feeling like I'm going in with resources and ideas. Um, so I feel more ready and more capable. Um, other than that, the other, the other tool besides the anthropological bubble is a little bit of mirror work. If you did the Radical Wellness Challenge last year, you'll, you might be familiar with this, but the idea of mirror work is that I'm able to actually see myself, take stock of who I am, look in the mirror, make eye contact, and remember who I am. It's a way to self-regulate with myself. So as infants, we regulate with mom typically. We tend to mirror how she is doing in order to feel safe and good ourselves. As adults, we often need to offer ourselves that form of regulation. So you could, for an exercise, you could be looking in the mirror, you could put um, like left hand over heart, right hand over belly, and do that full deep breathing while making eye contact as a way to make sure that you're breathing all the way down into your belly without losing eye contact, right? Until my heartbeat slows, until my breathing steadies, until I feel like I'm at home and in my body. And once I am regulated, I could still in the mirror look at myself and tell myself what I need to hear to go into this relationship, dinner, whatever, well. It's the mantra that I do with my kids. Um, I am Elise and I love being me. Each one of my kids repeats that when they get out of the car in the morning um, to go to school. I ask them, do you remember who you are? And they say, I am Judah, and I love being me. I am Isaac, and I love being me. I am Eden, <laughs> I love being me. Because if we start there, I am in my body as myself, and I love it here, that is such a place of what is possible. That is such a place of, I'm already good. It's already good. Like, all right, what's for dinner? <laughs> How are you doing? Cool, what's new with you? right? If I come in fullness, there's such a different vibe or place of power. When I come all the way full, my cup is all the way stacked. Like when I'm already here in myself, then I'm actually available to be in service in a genuine way, not from a place of lack or should or obligatory uh, conversation. It's because I'm good that I could see you and say, how are you? What's going on with you? I want to know. Not from a place of scarcity where I feel threatened by how your life is. Not from a place of judgment either way. Not afraid of being judged or handing out judgment. <laughs> 
but from a place of okayness and total thorough at-homeness within myself. So a practice of embodiment, a practice of breathing my way back into my body so that I feel at home and good and in power here so that I can see people, myself, the world, the table accurately so I can see that my name is written down here and I, am, I get to show up here. That's my spot. And I get to influence conversation and shape dynamics and, and create a different narrative than maybe the one that I was delivered. So all of that, all of that is what you get to do because you're a healthy adult. You get to do it differently because you are a healthy adult. Period. How's that? (laughs) What do you think about that for heading into the holidays? I notice myself sitting up more straighter and less apologetic at the end of this po- at the end of this episode. Like I feel like, all right, Elise, right, hello. When you remember who you are and you you stop sliding around in your like young adolescent, you know, weirdo self, then you can show up more yourself, and that feels good. I don't have to be a. Fr- I, don't, I don't have to sit in that anxiety fear pit. So I want you to think about what that is for you. What do you need in order to go as yourself or host as yourself? Write out the people's names and your relationships to them. You guys, it is such a great way to get instant clarity. And then do one for yourself too. Who are you? What do you need? What fills you up and makes you feel sturdy and ready to be there? What story do you want to tell about what Thanksgiving is like for your family or Christmas or all the other holidays that we get to share in? Do you go or not go? All of this is within your complete control. Truly, you don't have to go (laughs) or you get to go. It's really up to you. That's the freedom of being an adult. That's what we get to decide. And then if we do go, how we go and who we go as. I hope that it is you. I hope that it is yourself. Okay, here is to a more free holiday season. May we go in the true power of who we are. Cheers.